this is like the fifth time I've had to do this. I don't know why. I'm struggling. Um, it could be that I'm lying in bed. I'm going to not lie in bed now. I'm going to sit up. Um, so forgive me for the fiddly noises. <sighs> I'm old. Oh, yeah, I feel kind of a bit more awake now. Um, I The reason I was lying down was I had a beer with dinner. And that's... Oh, excuse oh, me. A beer is going to go one of two ways for me. It's going to light the fire, or it's going to, or it's going to send me to bed. And uh, unfortunately, it was the latter um, that's happened here. But you know, it's seven minutes past eight in the evening, so I should be able to power through. Um, I mean, what's annoying is I'm going to obviously lie here in bed until probably 11 at night and then I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to eat some cake and possibly a, a bag of crisps and maybe a Fruisley bar um, and maybe have a hot drink and stay awake till two and half two in the evening uh, morning <laughs> and uh, you know wake up for work tomorrow absolutely wrecked you know I suppose the beauty of it is that um I get to wear the same clothes as normal, and no one gets to see my eyes. So while I'm working, it's it's fine. Um, there's a few things to update on. Um, you know, I suppose spies. I suppose on the subject of work, I've been um, I've quite liked how I've been able to fashion myself a new uniform in the work from home environment. So. My current setup is a an, an old kind of um, loosely hatched pair of cotton socks. Now, um, you know, it's kind of this. They're sort of it's so loose now on the foot that, like, there's kind of just holes in the stitching, which I think adds some uh, some. Um, character to it i generally wear them more than i should before they go in the wash but i can confirm they are currently in the wash um what doesn't go in the wash is the pair of tracksuit bottoms i've been wearing as well as the um overall fleece that i wear so my work from home situation is that I'm sat in kind of the fake dining room that's next to the um, porch. And I call it a fake dining room because no one has ever eaten in there. To my knowledge. To my knowledge. I mean, that's a lie. People have, but not enough. It's not a dining room. I hate dining rooms. Eat in the kitchen. It's where the action is. Eat in the kitchen or eat in the living room. I hate dining rooms. Um, so anyway, the dining room, the fake dining room is where I work. And it because it's next to the porch, it's probably the third coldest room in the house. You've got the two porches and then that. Um, yeah, we've got two doors. 
don't wear it out. Um, and yeah, so I have to wear I, I wear a fleece over a jump over a jumper, t-shirt jumper fleece, trackies, and the fleece hasn't been washed and it stinks to me as well. And I think I think that's when you really know that something stinks when you can smell it and it's your thing because like you know and this is horrible and it's also true of myself so it's kind of hypocritical but whatever my podcast um sometimes you are with people and you do think to yourself (laughs) how can they not know that they smell like this and it makes me so self-conscious because i'm kind of like well surely if they're like this then you know, knowing myself and how gross I am, I've got to be on that level. And like, you know, I shower every day, I wear deodorant and stuff, but like, I assume everyone does that. Do they not? So like, surely there's every chance I'm just also gross. God, God. I shouldn't have had that beer. (laughs) I'm saying that like I'm a, you know, like a cool guy. Yeah, I should never have had that beer on Monday night at half, a half, half. <laughs> Bad accent. Shouldn't have had that beer at half seven with my dinner. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, well, for for dinner, thanks for asking. I had a um, I had like cheesy potatoes and chili con carne that I made. I've not been able to make a good chili con carne in my opinion. I quite like the the rubbish ones that you get in um, in Las Vegas or you can eat breakfast. <laughs> you can get chili con carne in your breakfast in Las Vegas and I had it with chips. <laughs> You'd get like fries, cheese sauce and chili con carne and good god chili cheese fries that's what they yeah that's what they were chili cheese fries and wow yeah that's my breakfast here we go um yeah i've never been able to recreate it presumably because it's got loads of b's and a's and e's in them um and sugar amount of sugar um yeah my one is for fuck's sake excuse my language but my my one is like um i don't know it's quite kind of spicy but it just feels like it's healthy but it's not so it's kind of annoying um yeah what was i even talking about oh well no i don't know what i was talking about but i know what i was gonna say um that's kind of been a bit of a problem with for me over lockdown is that even though i've been like working out again and what's kind of annoying is I'm working it. I'm running again a lot, and well, yeah, most days except for kind of the weekends. I go for a bit of a walk on the weekend just to change things up and go somewhere else. Um, even when doing that, I well, when I do, when I'm running, I'm just eating so much. Um, I had a bag of crisps, a pot noodle. I had cheesy potatoes, chili, three 
kind of small, but still three pieces of cheese on toast and coleslaw for dinner. Um, and I only ran like seven and a half K, which is not really a lot. So I probably burned 500 calories and then ate two and a half thousand. <laughs> so that's good. Um, not that I'm really watching my weight. I mean, our, our scales have broken and I can't be bothered fixing them. So, um, we, I guess I just need to hope that I can manage myself by eye. And that's not a good, um, that's not a good sign because the last time I sort of let myself hang loose for a few years, I, um, you know, probably put on two stone. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, it's probably time for a bibbidi bobbidi because I've been waffling for about nine minutes here. So yeah, I'll be back in three and a half seconds. Hello, it's me again, taking some time to before coming back to you. Because frankly, didn't have anything to say because um, I'm sort of not doing anything with my life because we're in lockdown. Now, it's funny because the last segment I was saying, yeah, I like it. I do like it. I enjoy it. But you don't really want to hear about the fact that... Um, you know, I'm running every day and then I come home and I eat loads. Um, you know, when I go for a run, it's sometimes annoying because um, everyone else is walking around or running around and like a lot of the paths that are near my house are kind of one person or two person Um and what's frustrating is when um, you, like today, there was just someone who was just oblivious to my presence behind them. You know, normally if I'm running behind a person and I'm going to try and pass them, I will make my, my, my hoof on gravel more noisy than or well I just try and slam down on the old gravel on the floor to make it obvious that I'm coming at you I'm coming at you in pa with pace this lady for whatever reason she couldn't hear me now she wasn't an elderly lady she wasn't uh you know well maybe she was hearing impaired and you know at which point you know I'm sorry but uh <laughs> Today, um, she was kind of like, she had two dogs, one of which she could not control. It was very excitable. No, I've got no issues with that. We're all excitable when we're outside, and that's fine. Um, you know, he wasn't like going to go and run off and, well, he probably would have gone off and eaten a rabbit, but, you know, like, it wasn't an aggressive dog. He was just like happy and excited. So I was fine with it. But it was like, she just couldn't, I don't know what was going on, but she just couldn't control him. And the other one was just like a small pug who bless him has been bred to a point where he can't breathe. Um, so he could, he was barely walking around. Um, but you know, he was, he was, he was 
he was walking on like a trooper, so fair play to the pug. But the other one was like a spaniel, like a you know lively spaniel. Feels like two dog brothers that probably shouldn't really be walking at the same time or rate. Um, so she was having a nightmare, and um, she like stopped to kind of sort out the spaniel. So sort of stopped, brought him in, kind of had a word. And I was like catching up and I was like, okay, right, this is my chance. So I moved to the right. She was sort of on the left-hand side of the path and I moved to the right. Um, and just as I'm about to cross her, she then like, bear in mind, she's not heard me. And I find that hard to believe. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then she kind of like shifts out unnaturally to the right, like as if, you know, as if she thought, hmm, there might be something or someone about to kind of come through on the right-hand side and I might want to kind of obstruct them in some way. You know, it's possible. I'm not saying it's definitely happened. I'm not saying she did this, but it's possible. And right in the last second, slammed on the brakes. I was within within five centimeters of touching her. That's how close it was. And like, and I'm mean behind her. Like I would have ran into the back of her. <laughs> like this is borderline, you know, sexual assault at this point. And I, you know, this is something that I want to avoid at all costs, especially when it's not my fault. If anything, it might have been a sexual assault on me um, in a strange, weird way. It would have been strange all around. Um, so that happened today, and I was just all, I was a bit annoyed. So I slammed the brakes, and I just kind of walk behind, kind of all grumpy, because I've been running for ages, and I'm like, you know, tired and you know full of whatever it is that makes you kind of all abrasive when you're in that sort of mindset um you know i don't know i don't i think i'm probably in the wrong i probably should have just said excuse me <laughs> that might have sorted the whole thing but you know yeah i should have just said excuse me but still i can't help but feel like there was some malice in her actions but maybe that's because I'm, um, you know, an incredibly, um, you know, paranoid, strange man. Um, so we'll have to see about that. I'll report back to you on that. It's funny because I've just told you that story after saying you don't want to hear that story. So um, it's a good bit of reverse psychology for you. Um, anyway, something that has come onto my radar um, over the lockdown is while I'm, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm doing so little, I'm not even really watching films or TV, although I am going to try and remedy that. But, you know, if we're being honest with each other here, and I think we can be, I think we all know that that's not going to happen because I often say this type of thing and it just doesn't happen. Um, and one of the things I do often find myself doing is kind of like streaming through videos on Facebook. Um, like there's a lot of cooking videos. So there's a guy called like D D Darius or Darius Cooks. I want to say it's Darius, but 
or Darius. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, but he's excellent. And, like, he makes a lot of food that I, ne- I wouldn't eat, like crab and lobster. Um, now, for those of you who don't know my view on fish, um, probably even more so shellfish or crustaceans such as them, um, I very much believe that, uh, you know, throw it back in. You know, if it's from the sea, means it's supposed to stay there is my view. Um, Looks like an alien. (laughs) Stinks like the worst smell you've ever smelled. Like, the fact that fish smells the way it does and people eat it, (laughs) I can't grasp it. I I cannot grasp it. Um, I can live with the smell because I live in, like, a fishing village. And like occasionally you will you'll like walk past a, a van or like a truck and an, and it will hit you with this stench that you never well I say you never smell it in your life but you smell it weekly, um, so I'm all right with it I can live with it I'm just thinking I don't want it for dinner, and I don't feel wrong for saying that, um, but I know it's a me problem. And I'm going to probably try and address it at some stage of my life. I'm taking baby steps. I'm taking them in weird ways. I've eaten scallops and I've eaten oyster. Um, I had a fried oyster. I was retching horribly after it, but I did eat it, and it was it was it tasted nice. Texturally, it's what I imagine like you know. I don't even really want to go there like a giant's um, discharge (laughs) is what I imagine. It's disgusting. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, one of the other things that I've been watching on Facebook is um, this guy who he's called James Hoffman, and he is... uh, he is off, excuse me, he is off the deep end. Whoops, 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 whoops. Sorry. He's off the deep end when it comes to uh, coffee. He's lost his mind. Um, he... With a French press. Yeah, sorry. There's this video that I'm going to show you. Yeah. He is... Um, he talks about coffee in a way that I actually didn't even think was possible. So there is such a thing as a coffee nerd. And to an extent, I often have to check myself and think, yeah, you're being gross here about coffee. Like, yeah, it's a nice coffee. Move on. Um, but then this guy's taking it to different levels. He's kind of like a posh. I want to say he sounds to me like he's a South African who moved to London 10 years ago and has lost most has kind of lost the 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 sharp edges of his accent uh, but has has retained a kind of distinct difference to what would be a standard London kind of um 
Chelsea accent, for example. But uh, and I think that adds to the experience, the way he talks and all of that. It just adds to it. And I sort of what's really good is um, the things he says, the way he talks about coffee, kind of. You know, I find it despicable in a way. And yet you do take little bits of, you, you can get little gems of info from him. And I kind of, um, you know, I feel a bit bad for calling him out, but I, I need to share it. It's madness. So what I'm going to do is there's a video here where he talks about how to achieve the cleanest, most delicious and sludge-free coffee using a humble French press. Now, if you don't know what French press is, it's a filter coffee, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's just using, presumably, its proper name. And I think if you called it anything other than a French press, I think he'd be, he seems to be the type of man that would, you know, spit at you for that. Um... <laughs> So I'm going to play you this and I'm going to talk you through how mad I think it is. This is how to get incredible results with a French press. We're looking for a really delicious cup of coffee with none of the silty, sludgy stuff at the bottom. Okay, seems pretty reasonable. Don't if be in a hurry. hurry. This really isn't going to work for you. This is a really great way to make coffee, but it's not very quick. You need a little bit of patience that will be rewarded. Okay, so, um, you know, what's the point there? If you have to spend any longer than three minutes making a coffee, I think it's not worth it. Just my view. You need to get some delicious coffee. Okay, delicious seems reasonable. Delicious means fresh, like freshly roasted, and you're going to grind yeah. it fresh if you want the best possible experience. Yeah. This will work with pre-ground coffee, but it won't taste as good as it could. So grind fresh. Yeah, fine, I'm going to buy pre-ground, but thanks. I would recommend starting between 60 and 70 grams per litre. How you like it is up to you. Yeah, never going to measure it. Never. Get some digital weighing scales. No. This is going to seem insane, but I promise you it it's is incredibly insane. useful. There are two reasons to use it. Why? You brew coffee that tastes really good. You mm. want to do that every single time you brew it. No, I mean, I'll just... what you did no. is the way to get there. The alternative is that you brewed a bad cup of coffee. Now you know what you're changing when you try something different the next time. Guess what? All I'm going to do is I'm just going to do the same thing every time. And if it's average, it's fine. And it will make life so much no, easier. No, it'll make it a lot harder, actually. Fresh, clean, soft water. Don't brew with hard water. Hey, what the hell is soft water? Um, I mean, for that matter, what the hell is hard water? <laughs> you know, I have um, never once drank water and thought, oh, that was hard. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Go on. Don't brew with unfiltered water. If it doesn't taste delicious on its own, it's not going to make great tasting. Right. I mean, filtered water. No. I turn on the tap, I boil the water, I have a coffee. That's how life works. I've never, I've not drank filtered water. I, the, the only scenario in which I 
will have filtered water, I think, would be in like a filtered bottle. But I've never actually owned one. Um, and I just feel like all of this is too much faff. Just buy some Nescafe Azera, toss two spoonfuls in, half a teaspoon of sugar, bit of bit of boiling water and some milk. It's it's terrible. But it gets you, you know, it gives you the 30 second warning that you need. You know, in an hour's time you'll get a 30 second warning. All the natural things will happen. You're you're already awake, you're you're cracking, and that's fine. You know, we don't drink coffee for fun. We don't, you know, I don't actually want luxury coffee in my own house or in the office. Um, you know, I just want to feel alive. He's talking about the technique now. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to grind your coffee, put it in the French press. Okay. Ignore what most people say. Don't grind super coarse. Grind no one's ever like told me to grind super coarse. Boil your water. Don't worry too much about this as long as it's boiled, and then pour the right amount of water on top. I might brew 30 grams of coffee to 500 grams of water. And then we're going to let it sit for four minutes. Nah. Just hang out. Wait. Be patient. Yeah. We're going to grab a couple minutes. of tablespoons. With one of them, we're going to stir the crust that forms on top of the coffee. A lot of it will start to fall away and that you'll be left with some bits on top, some foam, some floating bits. You want to scoop those off, just throw them down the sink, it's fine. Now, here's the bit that seems difficult. Isn't this the whole point? I want you point to do nothing at all for at least five minutes. Right, so it's ten minutes after you've boiled it. Now, this is a little it. frustrating because you feel like you've brewed the coffee. But even if you poured it into a cup, it's too hot to drink right now anyway. No, the longer you leave it, the better it's going to taste. Mm. As you sit, all of those floating bits start to fall down the coldest cup of coffee you've ever drank in your life. Settle in that bed of coffee. This is exactly what we want. We don't want those in the cup. We want those stuck down at the bottom of the cafeteria. After five, maybe seven, eight minutes, now you can drink it. When you put the plunger in, do not plunge all the way. All you're going to do there is stir up all the sediment all over again. So just till it's sitting on the surface of the coffee. We can use it as a strainer in case there's any big pieces that are still floating around, but we shouldn't really need it. And then gently pour the coffee through into the I mean, cup. so basically his technique is don't use the filter coffee how coffee everyone else in the press. world uses it. Enjoy. This is how to get in. Oops, there you go. Uh, yeah, so he's crazy. Um, you know, that's just a that is just a titbit of what you can expect from Mr. James Hoffman. Um, there's another good video um, about um, the best espresso machine that you can get for a hundred pounds or under, and um, what's funny about that is he kind of. I think he tests about five of them and, um, you know, they all look perfectly fine. I mean, firstly, I don't trust a person who drinks espresso necessarily because it's kind of like the only time I'll ever have one unironically is after a meal because I will need the pick me up because I get tired after eating, especially in the volumes that I eat. Um, so I actually find that an espresso is quite good, like a coffee after a dinner is quite good to keep me going. But, um, you know, someone's drink of choice being espresso, I think would kind of 
make me think that they're Lex Luthor or something. Um, you know, it'd be friendship cancelled, I think. I'd have to sort of reassess. But anyway, um, you know, the, the espressos that come out of all of the machines that he tests look perfectly fine. Um, they all look the same. And yet, like, one, he's like, yeah, fine, perfectly reasonable. And then he'll try the next one, looks exactly the same. And he's talking about parts of the machine that you've never, ever heard of in your life. And you can't believe there's an individual word for it. Um, and, like, he damn near spits it out. He's like, this is disgusting, vile, move on. And, you know, it's all the same. And the conclusion at the end of the video is is gold to me because he basically just says, um, you know, if you've only got £100 to spend on good espresso, don't spend it. <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking, what world do you live in? No one even has £50 to spend on good espresso. Go to Costa would be my answer. <laughs> um I probably need to find a video of him talking about Costa because I imagine it's it's um, you know it's real something, and I'd have I'd have some, you know I think that would be where mine and Mister Hoffman's um, relationship would have to get a bit stormy at that point because uh, I, I don't know if I've spoken about it on this podcast, but my appreciation for Costa is um, you know I have the utmost appreciation for Costa, less so kind of the the produce itself i mean it's good but it's more the people they um they work their ass off this guy <laughs> this guy's taking 20 minutes to make a filter coffee meanwhile in costa the team of six of them have produced 14 lattes 12 mac and cheeses and a and a and a panini to go and a little fruit bag for the kids in that time. All the while, they've wiped down 14 tables around the back and, you know, dealt with an angry old old lady who's um, who's annoyed that there's a flake of tea leaf in her Earl Grey that she ordered in a coffee shop. Anyway, <laughs> there's that. Um, let's do a bibbidi bob bibbidi bobbidi and I'll be back shortly to say goodbye. Hello. Thanks for listening. It's very kind of you. Um, I hope that you are doing very well, um, or at least as well as you can be doing during this lockdown. I appreciate that not everyone is like me. Not everyone is, um, you know, freak who enjoys uh you know not seeing people um for a long stretch of time i have to admit i think they will the first time i get to like hug a person in a way that's kind of not contrived like i'm not gonna be like we should hug now because we're allowed to um because what's funny is we had a lockdown last year around this, mm, no, probably like March, maybe, maybe March last year till like the end of summer. And then after that point, I don't think I hugged anyone until this lockdown. <laughs> Again, that's the type of person I am. Um, 
well, you know, I hugged family at Christmas and that was nice, but like, you know, I'm talking like, you know, like a friend that you've not seen in ages or like, I don't know, a great moment, something great's happened and you needed to hug someone. Like that's not happened for me in that time. And I think like that moment of like, you know, uh, a hug that's come from nowhere is nice. It's worth saying I won't be instigating it. I kind of, I'm a hugger, but not really. I need to sort of, I probably need someone to kind of make it happen, um, which is sort of weird. Um, but yeah, so even though I'm thriving, there's still times where I'm kind of thinking it'd be nice to not be in this situation. So don't feel bad if you feel if you feel like you're struggling a bit. It's okay. Um, and, you know, I'll be still doing these. And if you need to, you know, escape for half an hour a week, then here we are. Um, and obviously there's like 40-odd other episodes of these as well. So you can always go into the old back catalogue. I mean, you know, this the quality isn't great. Um, but, you know, it's something. I'm trying my best. Um, that said, I'm probably going to get a real mic at some point so you can actually listen to me and um, hear my sultry sounds. And, you know, hopefully me playing that video of your man off my phone wasn't too horrendous. Tinny. It will be tinny. I know that for sure. But, you know, hopefully it's listenable. If not, I'll just cut it out and you'll have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, share this with anyone that you think might like this. Um, don't share it if you don't want to, and that's also fine. Um, remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, and I'll see you here another time. After I've gotten rid of Adobe Reader Update. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>